Hello everybody and welcome back to the memoir Through a Blind Woman's Eyes and as you can tell it's another solemn tribute that I'm doing here. This, remember last year I told you my freshman year was fucked and my senior year? On 9-11 I told you both, both freshman and senior year were basically botched. Well, again this one is going to probably piss me off because... It basically ruined my whole freshman year toward the end there. You know, it was already bad enough I was being made fun of, bullied, because this is why this pisses me off, you'll see. I was already being bullied because, of course, I'm blind. And, um, basically, I was bullied because I was blind and... I was made fun of because I love 50s and 60s music, but also because I loved the current pop music at the time. I tried to fit in with all the kids in school. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be normal, basically. I wanted to be myself, you know, but I couldn't fit in as myself. They didn't like me. They didn't want me around. You know, they didn't. They didn't want to talk to me about anything. They didn't want to... Basically, they didn't... They didn't talk to me. They didn't treat me with respect. They didn't... They didn't give a flying fuck, basically. They just... Oh, you're... You're not good enough. You know, you're... You're just not good enough, Riley. You know, that's basically the way it was. That They just didn't... Didn't want me around. I wasn't in their clubs. I wasn't in anything that they did. I just, I didn't fit in. I just wasn't, it wasn't good enough. I wasn't, I wasn't in their groups. I wasn't in drama club. I wasn't in any type of clubs in school. I was just an outcast. And it, it was so sad because I'm like, God, what did I do? You know, why did I deserve to be treated that way? You know, just because I can't see, that's the way I'm treated. Like a piece of shit just because I can't see what, what's going on. or You know, I mean, it's sad, but, you know, it's really, really upset, upsetting. You know, because I got into some of their hip-hop and rap and shit because I was trying to fit in with them. I wanted to be like them. And this girl's like, well, don't change just to get friends. Well, why won't you be friends with me? Because I like oldies. Because I have a computer that talks. That's the only reason you guys talk to me, is because I have a damn computer that talks. I mean, that's the only reason y'all even speak to me. It's ridiculous. That's the only reason they even said anything to me. Was, oh, what's Jaws up to? What did Jaws teach you today? Really? What did Jaws do? Well, Jaws is the, the popular one now, just because it's a freaking screen reader? God. And I mean, and that's why I always told people, I was, it's not that I li didn't like Jaws, because at the time, that was all I had. That was the only one available. You know, well, with window eyes, but there, there was window eyes, but they couldn't, they didn't get window eyes. They got Jaws. But, because that one, I guess, was the most popular. I don't know. But, 
I was almost jealous of Jaws, in a matter of point. And I know that sounds dumb, but it was... It was almost like I was inferior toward that screenwriter because it was like, really? Everybody likes you. They don't like me. They like you. And you're a stinking computer. Blech. You know? Oh, and then it gets worse. You know, I'm already bullied because I'm blind. I'm made fun of because I, I don't like the same music and I got the talking computer. So I'm like already an outcast. But then, you guys, then comes April 20th. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Then comes the day that really changed my whole outlook on high school. Because in the morning I went into school. It was normal. Typical blah, 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 blah. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, listening to your oldies again? Blah, 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 blah. Well, typical bullshit. Well, around lunchtime, I come into the cafeteria. Now, mind you, I'm sitting in school, okay, when this was told to me. Now, how dumb can you be to tell me this in school? Duh. But, yeah. Come in. And I'm sorry, at the time, now that I look back on it, it was kind of, I wish she wouldn't have told me that in school, but where else was she going to tell me? But... I was thinking, how dumb can you be? You know, thinking back on it, it's like, oh, that's, that was the creepiest thing to do. But she did it. I come in, and I have this group of friends that I usually would hang out with. And they were, they were basically like brothers and sisters to me. There was a set of twins and their older brother, Chris. Carrie and Kelly. Well, I was grabbing my tray, and Kelly comes up. We need to talk now. The four of us need to pray. Now, that's one thing that our school didn't mind, was Christians, you know, getting together as a group and praying, because we had breakfast club in the morning as well. But it was just the four of us and uh, that I knew of, anyway. I didn't know any other Christians at the time. She comes up, we need to pray now. So we go over, and I'm sitting at the table, and she goes, I don't know how to tell you this especially with us being in school. She goes, but I have to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? She goes, not too long ago, two boys, ages 17 and 18, walked into their school and when she stops, I look at her and what? She goes, and opened fire. I'm like, what, what, what? I looked at her. You're joking me, right? She goes, no. I'm like, they shot guns in their school? Yes, she says. I'm like, Kelly, that's not funny. That's creepy. She goes, yeah, well, it's true. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, what the hell? You know, and like I said, I wouldn't curse out loud. I, at that time, I thought cursing was for bad people, pretty much. But in my mind, I did curse. I'm like, what the hell? Who the hell would open fire in their damn school? What's wrong with you? 
you know, it's like, are you that crazy? I'm thinking to myself, my God, I'm being treated like crap too. And I'm not going in there shooting people. I'm not going in there beating people up. You know, and it gets worse. It freaking gets worse, you guys. If you thought that was bad. Oh, wait. It gets freaking worse. Okay. Which, of course, that was terrible. But what happened next was worse than you can ever imagine. They treated me like I did it. That's right. I was carrying, at that time, my Braille speak had died. A few days before that, so they'd sent it in to get repaired. Well, sadly, Eric Harrison Dylan Klebold had walked into Columbine High School with a fucking duffel bag. They walked in with duffel bags, okay? I was carrying my brailler around in a fucking duffel bag. So guess what? I get pulled aside by the principal. By the way, you can't use that duffel bag anymore. What? Are you fucking serious? And I'm looking at him thinking, in my mind, are you fucking serious? I'm not Eric Harris. I'm not Dylan Klebold. I'm not running around with fucking pipe bombs in my bag. What are you trying to do? Kill my arm or what? You know I have to carry this fucker. So I couldn't put it over my shoulders and carry it. I was livid. That very day, or no, the next day, I had to take it out of the duffel bag, put my pr duffel bag in the principal's office. Mind you, I had bought the fucking duffel bag. That's what made it worse. I bought the son of a bitch, so I had to take it home. But I had to carry the brailler around in my bare hands without a duffel bag. Oh, that's not all. Just wait. It gets, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's more. So I'm sitting there. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, thank God my brother Matt bailed me out a few times because he went to classes near me, so he'd take the thing and carry it. But what was really bad was my Perkins brailler. It would leave marks on the side of my leg, so it looked like rounded fingerprint marks. The way it would position itself, it left little prints, like somebody was poking me with their fingers, like really hard. Somebody walked, well, the principal walks up to me. Is your mom abusing you? I looked at him, I said, no, the brailler is because I'm not allowed to use my duffel bag. I said, it's not my mother, it's the brailler. So I showed him, you know, because it's on my leg. Because my hand, I couldn't hold my hand up high enough to where it would hit the shorts. Because we had to have shorts, our shorts had to be down at least to our knees. Well, I couldn't hold my hand properly. So the brailler was getting me a little bit below my knee. So I could show him my bare leg where it was killing my leg because I couldn't hold my hand up above my knee to where it would hit my shorts, where it wouldn't hurt as bad. I said, dude, I'm not the Columbine kids, okay? I'm not Eric Harris. I'm not Dylan Klebold, so why am I being treated like I am? <laughs> Seriously. You couldn't make an accommodation for somebody who can't see that's freaking carrying around a 24-pound brailler? For God's sake. And he looked at me. I did. I was lit. And I, I was real calm, but I, I was pissed. And he knew it. I said, I'm not going to carry no pipe bomb. First of all, a dude, with all due respect, I said, if I was to throw a pipe bomb right now, I'd probably kill myself before I'd kill somebody else because I'd probably throw it backwards and hit myself in the face. 
Secondly, I don't even know how to make a pipe bomb. I wouldn't want to. So why would you accuse me of, or why would you even think to take my duffel bag just because them idiots did that? I'm not a school killer here. I would never go into my school with a pipe bomb and a loaded sawed-off shotgun and shoot somebody. First of all, I wouldn't know where I was aiming. And, you know, but of course, it went in one ear and out the other. So I'm still lugging the fucker around. Oh, it gets worse. I'm sitting in there, and you know how the brailler is. Ding! Somebody bursts in the room, a teacher. You got a pipe bomb in that thing? Yeah, man, I've got a pipe bomb in my braille machine. Right! Fucking retarded fucking idiots. Oh. Yeah. Like I said, my freshman year fucking sucked ass. I seriously almost told mom, can I switch schools, please? It was that bad. I seriously wanted to fucking switch schools. It was pissing me off that bad. I was literally coming home in tears. I came home in tears that day. Because they accused me of taking a pipe bomb to school. What the fuck would I do with a goddamn pipe bomb, first of all? Why would a girl with light perception carry a fucking pipe bomb to school? Are you fucking serious? Like, really? I'm not that fucking stupid. And and here's the thing too. At that time, and of course I didn't know any better. People were blaming the video game that I absolutely adore, Doom, because them boys played it and they're mentally basically mentally unstable. First of all, you shouldn't be playing that when you're mentally unstable, but knowing what I know about it. But at the time, it did not make no sense to me. Okay, because at that time, guys, I didn't know any better. Now, of course, I wasn't blaming Doom. But I was thinking, my thoughts in my head was, first of all, why in the hell would you blame a horror game for a massacre? Because I didn't realize what Doom was, okay? I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a horror game. I thought it was like one of them. I didn't know what Doom was. I was just hearing Doom and I'm like, why would you blame a horror game for a mass shooting? That don't make sense. I'm like, dude, why would you? That don't make no freaking sense. And of course, since my family wasn't the type of people to explain anything to me, I didn't fucking know what Doom was. I didn't know what Doom was until, of course, I was 33. Then I find out what Doom is. It's what is called a first-person shooter. Yeah, but I thought it was a horror game. And like I said in a previous memoir, I didn't realize what it was because when when he played it, I didn't think it was the same Doom. I thought it was a totally different Doom. I didn't think it was the same one that was blamed for everything. But yeah, it was. It was the same damn thing. But you know what? Blaming things for stupidity, that's everybody's scapegoat anymore. 
They want to blame rock and roll in the 50s. They wanted to blame, you know, movies. And they want to blame video games, violent video games. They're making our kids terrible. They're, they're doing all this shit to kids. Okay, first of all, I played Mortal Kombat when I was like 13, 14 years old. And I'm not out beating the fuck out of people. It's all about parenting, y'all. It's all about parenting. You want to blame something, look in the mirror. You know, come on. It's not about, and I'm probably going to get some hate mail on this or hate voicemails, but if somebody else hears this besides my friends that see it, but because this is pretty controversial. But, you know, here's the thing. Bad childhoods. It's something, you know, climactic happened right before it or something. It's not the object that does it. Doom did not tell Eric and Dylan, hey, go in there and do that. Yeah, there were mods that you could make levels that look like things, but the game itself, the company itself did not tell those boys, hey, Go in and make mods of, or levels of your school. Id Software did not design it for that. That's when you go in and you investigate your kids. And that did not happen. Seriously. That did not happen. Like last summer, last July... When I would sit upstairs and talk to my boyfriend, I withdrew from everybody because nobody wanted to support me dating the love of my life. Normal people would say, okay, there's a red flag here. What's going on? And I purposely did this because I wanted to see my if they if people were concerned. All they were concerned about is, oh my god, you're not coming down to eat? You're not eating things? They weren't concerned that I was depressed. That's a legit concern right there, even with an adult. Why wouldn't you go, hmm, okay, something's wrong with her. Because I was. I was absolutely depressed. No, I wasn't suicidal, but that is a start of suicide. When somebody withdraws and doesn't do what they'd love to do, which I did, and I was not suicidal, what's the use? I had the love of my life. Why would I commit suicide? But that is a legit start to it. The same thing I did, depression and suicide, that's one of the things that people do. They withdraw from everything. And I'm admitting this on here to help people, to understand. Pay attention. Look for signs. Because depression does lead to suicide. Mine didn't because I had a reason to live. Okay? Mine didn't. Because, praise God, I had a reason to live. I had the love of my life waiting for me in St. Paul, Minnesota. 
So, I mean, think about that. If you see a sign that somebody's depressed or especially in a family member or they're acting strange, I mean, come on, guys. Seriously, those that are, you know, those that watch this already know basically a lot about my story, but I'm telling you, I did. I withdrew. I did not go outside for a month. The only time I went out was when my best friend, best guy friend, Steve Lesh, took me outside, got me to go places. He was doing anything to get me out of the fucking house. Starting in late June, I just refused to fucking leave the bedroom. I didn't want to fucking leave the son of a bitch because nobody was helping me. Nobody was, nobody was giving a shit. All they cared about was, oh, you're not eating properly. Mwah, 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 mwah. There's a little more to it than that, y'all. You know, there's a little bit more to it than that. You know, there's a little bit more to it than that. And some people's depression doesn't lead to it because they do get it prevented, which I did by taking off. I'm not having that depression state anymore. I mean, I was pretty damn depressed. And my boyfriend would even tell you I was pretty uh, down. And he even told me that day when the incident happened. I don't know how you did it, honey. You know, that's basically what he was thinking. You know, like, how did you do it? How I couldn't have done what you did. You know, it's, it's bad. It's, it's really bad that... It's sad how depression can lead to suicide. All because people don't pay attention. And that's the thing. That's where all this shit comes from. People want to do stupid shit like that because nobody pays attention. They're calling for help and nobody, nobody cares. Until it's too late and then something bad happens. And then what does the media do? Obsess the fuck out of it. Really. They give them the fame and the glory for it. Why? Why do they need that glory? They don't need that fucking glory. They don't. That's stupid. They don't need that type of publicity. The victims need tributes. Those stupid idiots that caused the drama and cause the shit, don't need that type of stuff. You know, if they had gotten the help they needed in the first place, people would still be alive. More than likely. So why give these idiots the glory of documentaries, of putting their names out there? And yeah, I brought up the names for the simple fact, not to give them glory, but to freaking tell you I was accused of being like them because I had to give up carrying a bag on my shoulder to carry my heavy-ass fucking brailler and because I got accused of bringing bombs to school. Excuse me.
Yeah, I'm pretty damn lit right now, ain't I? That is so frustrating because I would never do such a thing. And you know what? I was bullied. I was put down. I was beaten down. Even as an adult, I have been beaten down and torn down. Told my imagination is retarded. Told that my ideas suck. And have I gone, looked for guns to kill people because of it? No. There's no sense in it. What's that going to solve? Nothing. That'll just either get you locked up in jail or get you killed. So why go out and, and commit murder? There's no sense in that. You know? There's no sense in that bullshit at all. You know? I... I it's, it just, it's, it depresses me that that's what people do. They blame things when it should be blamed on A, shitty parenting, B, media bragging on the shit. Stop it. Just fucking stop. You don't need to brag on the shit. Seriously. Just knock it the hell off. Quit bragging on it. Quit giving it the glory. Stop. And even the... the um, the kids at Stoneman Douglas are like, quit mentioning that guy's name. What is wrong with you? I agree with them. Quit. Don't give them the frickin' glory. Stop. But, yeah. It's, it's so annoying. And you know, and I'll, I'll even bring up, because I'm probably going to have a better memory next time. On, well, I know I had a better memory on Valentine's Day that I published, but I'm going to even mention a couple years ago, I wanted a great memory on Valentine's Day. And <clears throat> wanted a great memory. Huh, yeah, right. Pfft, no, didn't get that. Nope. See, my family, my mom bought me a vase that had chocolate roses in it and Hershey Kisses. So I was like, yay, I got a better Valentine's Day memory dimension. That afternoon, mom's in the living room. Was she in the living room or was she in the bathroom? Maybe she's in Bub's room. I can't remember. But she was somewhere. I think she was, actually, I think she was in the laundry room. And dad was watching TV and I heard about this other shooting, another mass school shooting. And I went, what the Fucking hell, another one? Are you kidding me? And mom goes, what, what? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? I was like, oh. And I, I looked at her and she goes, what's the matter? I want another school shooting. Are you fucking kidding me? She's like, um, no, I don't think so. I'm like, oh. Jesus, God, here we go again. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is goddamn ridiculous. I'm so sick of hearing about massacres, I could scream. Bloody freaking murder. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. It just... Ooh, if it's one thing that pisses me off, that's just... Mm, 
I can't watch the news anymore. Because all you hear about is massacre here, massacre there, massacre here. Oh my fucking God. And yeah, I am swearing like a sailor today because I'm pissed. It pisses me the fuck off. I hate it. I can't watch the news anymore. I can't. I just can't. And people are like, well, you don't pay attention anymore to politics and you don't pay attention to this. How can you? When, when it just upsets you all the time. I can't handle that anymore. I can't take it anymore. I hate it. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's stupid. And the sad part is I, told, I heard the name of the school, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. I looked at mom. I was like, okay, that's weird. She goes, what? I said, I know that school. And she looks at me, how? I'm like, I don't know, but I know that school. That school's name rings a freaking bell, and I don't know why. She goes, well, you didn't go there. I'm like, well, no, but for some weird reason, I know that damn school. I don't know why. You know, and I'm kind of, because I'm trying to put piece it together, like, okay, why do I know that school when I don't go to freaking school in Florida? That don't make no cotton-picking sense. And... The next night, one night later on February 15th, I found out why. It was Anthony Rizzo from the Chicago Cubs high school. And I'm like jaw drop. Oh, that's right. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? You know, and he had just, they had just started spring training when this happened. And he had to go back to Florida and do, he did a, a speech there at a vigil. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, okay. That's how I knew it. And I told mom, she goes, her answer instead of, mind you, they're not Cubs fans, they're Reds fans, devoted Reds fans. And she goes, oh. I'm like, that's all you can say. Good God. You have to put your rivalry in there. You couldn't go, oh. You know, I'm sorry to hear that or anything like that. You just, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, oh, idiot. But I didn't say anything. I was just like, whatever. You know, it's like, put your stupid rivalry in there. Freaking moron. But anyway. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, Good God. This is ridiculous. <clears throat> but, you know, it, it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. But you know what? I got to give them kids credit. They stepped up and are trying to be advocates. And I'm going to be honest. I think they are part of the reason I jumped at what I did too. Because they're advocating for what they believe in. And I thought, you know what? If them kids can do it. I can do it too. And of course, it's totally a different thing that I'm advocating for, but I think they are what started it. You know, got me to actually thinking about it because I was at the, at the time that that the shooting took place. I'm trying to think had I heard mm, I don't think so. I don't I don't think I had yet. At the, yeah, at the time it took place, at the time the shooting took place, I hadn't heard the channel yet. But, or wait, 
Was that only... I'm not sure. I'm, I'm wanting to say it was only a year. Yeah, it was last year. So, yeah. Um. <coughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, it was, it was, because I'm pre-recording this video at the time I'm recording this. Yeah, it was only a year ago. But, yeah, it was, I was like, stunned, because I had heard it, and I hadn't really thought about becoming a game accessibility advocate, but then I was watching Emma and them, and I was, I was seeing what they were doing, advocating for, you know, gun safety laws and stuff like that, and I thought, you know what, if they can advocate for gun safety laws, why can't I advocate for accessibility, just like, just like my friends, you know, that's what I was thinking, that's really what was going through my head, but it didn't sink in until I, actually lost an advocate friend. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I definitely got to step up, step it up. But they were the ones that planted the seed in my head to advocate for accessibility, believe it or not. Even though, yeah, they are advocating for something totally different than what I am, but still, they are advocating for something that they believed in, but they inspired me to advocate for what I believe in too. So thank you to Emma, David, Lauren, Cameron, all of you guys, because you also helped. You guys all helped a great deal. <clears throat> you all did. And I can't thank you enough for actually planting that seed to be like, hey, you can do this too. It's basically what I felt. They, you know, they did it, so I'm doing it. Of course, it's a totally different thing I'm advocating for, but still, it's something I strongly believe in, and that's what they strongly believe in. So, <clears throat> I'm glad that I had inspirations like that that don't give up. You know? And yeah, like I said, this, po this podcast is a little brutal because I was a little bit grumpy. Oh, well, not a little bit, but a lot grumpy. But that is basically what I'm trying to say is pay attention to signs. Stop blaming everything. Especially if you're not paying attention to signs. Because let's just say if I would have been suicidal, they wouldn't have known it. Because they weren't paying attention to that sign. They were just paying attention to, oh, she's not eating. Okay, yeah, that's a sign too. But they don't eat but I was eating, I was eating snacky stuff, but I wasn't always eating what I should have been eating, which, yeah. And I was eating stuff when they were gone, too, so I wasn't starving myself to death. But they didn't know that, because they didn't ask me. They just assumed I wasn't eating. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wasn't coming down, and I wasn't sitting outside. And that's something I loved to do. I wasn't being myself, so... Think about that. If something's going on that somebody always did and they just all of a sudden stop, first of all, think about something maybe you had said to them or think about, uh oh, did something happen in their life? And go talk to them. Instead of just assuming something, go talk to the person. Don't 
don't make it look like, oh my God, something's wrong, but I don't want to go investigate. You're not invading their privacy if you just sit down and go, okay, what's the matter? Because if they would have asked me what's wrong, I'd have said, look, I'm depressed. I would have just said that. And then they said, why? And I would have said, well, because you guys don't support me. That's why. You don't support me and you know how much I love this man. And it just breaks my heart that you guys think the worst. You're not thinking the positive. You're just thinking of the negatives. And I love him. You know, that's what I would have told them. But they didn't even think to ask me why I was depressed. So, just think before you leap and accuse things that, first of all, can't defend themselves. And also, think before you say stuff to somebody. Because you never know what it might lead to. It may put them in depression. If you're a family member and you don't don't approve of something, do it in a delicate way that you're not brutal to them. Don't sit there and make a comment like, oh, well, if you go and visit them, they ain't going to want you anymore. You're never going to come back and see me before I die. You know, well, do you realize this, this is a 12-hour away thing? Oh, long-distance relationships never work. What? Don't say shit like that, because that will just put somebody in a depressing mood. And that's when I just avoided them altogether and just disappeared. And yes, that is true story. That is what I was told. So, just think about it. Don't say things like that. And don't sit there, if you're a sibling of theirs or something, don't sit there and make an assumption right away that they have moved. And say, oh, well, this is goodbye forever. You know, this is, I don't trust you anymore. This is goodbye. And then leave me these sad, leaving them these sad emojis. Yeah, that's true too. And I'm saying this on here, letting you know what I went through. And you know what? I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm not depression. I'm not in depression city. And yeah, somebody will probably tell me, well, you know, that's a lot harder than you think. Yeah, it is. It is. I will agree to that. It is difficult. It is not easy. And this, when I play this, when this podcast is broadcast, I'll probably ball my fucking head off again. But you know what? I'm still alive. I've not murdered anybody. I've not wanted to kill anybody. I've not done anything to harm somebody. I didn't want to kill myself. I didn't want to cut myself. I didn't want to hurt myself. You know? It can be done if 
And I'm hoping that maybe somebody will hear this and, and that is maybe going through depression. Maybe I can help them because it can be done. From one person that suffered from depression to another, it can be done. It really can be done. And you know what? Like I said, I've been there. I have been there, you guys. I've been at the lowest of lows. And, you know, the... Let's see. came up here. The 25th of August was rough. But you know what? I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm with the love of my life. I have everything going for me. So, just remember. It can be done. Just gotta... Have faith and and just you know, just remember it yeah, it's rough. Don't get me wrong, it's rough. I know it is, but it it's possible. This was a little rough memoir, but it needed to be put out there. So I will chat with you guys in another one. Keep the faith, y'all. Later.